0: So we just watched the uh the last four episodes of Clone Wars together. Like we didn't fi- we finished it 5 minutes ago. <sighs> wow. I'm speechless. It's so good. Oh man. So this is going to be different than usually because I'm not that prepared. I didn't I didn't write down any like uh notes <laughs> I mean, how could you no' so, we're so wrapped up this is this is the best that that this arc is one of the best Star Wars movies I've ever
1: seen. I mean, I think it's probably the best Star Wars content <laughs> <laughs> It's so good. <laughs> It really is,
0: and they knew it. They knew they poured so much resources into this.
1: If I had struggled through the five years of watching or not having Clone Wars in my life, and all of a sudden this drops, I don't know what I would have done. Honestly, (laughs) would have lost your mind. Exactly. Luckily, I had watched the whole thing once. Episode seven had or, or season seven had already released, but imagine waiting five years and the previous series ending you have is that Yoda arc bullshit. And then you get this.
0: <sighs> yeah. In a, in a way I would have liked to, for season six, not to exist.
1: I mean, other than the five stuff, don't forget. The yeah, of course, of, of course. Yeah.
0: But it's just, it's so much weaker in comparison to, uh, seasons five and seven. Yeah. Yeah,
1: even four is better than six. Yeah. Yeah, 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 right.
0: I mean, it's also unfair, of course, because season six is not a coherent season. Yeah, it's it was not like, complete. It's just yeah, collections, just of like, like crap. some leftovers, basically.
1: Yeah, exactly. Oh man,
0: I'm just so happy right now. I mean, of course, of course, it's sad that Clone Wars is over, but. We have so much more to watch. Yeah, the journey is just beginning. <laughs> I had such high expectations going into this. I did I didn't re I act I actively stopped myself from thinking about it too much, about like what in terms of plot points do I expect or hope for. And um you know thing the the only things that I couldn't stop myself from thinking about did actually happen. You know, with the Mandalorian mall stuff, uh I kind of didn't expect Order sixty six to be a part of it because I didn't think they would go there. To that, I thought they would just l- have it s- be separate and maybe stop before the episode three the movie begins. But it's so much better, and they did it so well. Ugh, the action sequences are amazing everything is amazing the the animation has stepped up the music is incredible the battle yeah again the the action scenes are great the cinematography is um, is really really good
1: yeah i don't know how what to add to that honestly (laughs) (laughs) and it just like it's great arcs every character's arc ends at such a nice place at such an interesting spot You know that there's room for more like Bo is now leading Mandalore, but you don't know because you saw a garrison of um, clone troopers still on Mandalore when Ahsoka left and uh, Maul has escaped and God knows what he's going to do. Ahsoka is now kind of on her own, dropping the Jedi, uh, dropping the lightsaber as a symbol of her leaving her life behind. Um, Rex is alongside her. Uh, Obviously, we see Vader at the very end of the episodes. And that's gorgeous as well. Like,
0: oh, yeah. there's nothing they could have done about it. But it is kind of a shame that going into it, we know who survives, except maybe for Rex. We didn't. Uh, I mean, I didn't know. Yeah, uh, that he would survive. And I'm actually, that's you know, that is kind of the uh, the big surprise for me, a positive surprise. I could have seen them have Rex sacrifice himself so that Ahsoka can get away. Yeah. But I'm actually I'm really really happy that he survived, and I must assume that he is going to be part of the Bad Batch, and or will show up in uh, Rebels or something.
1: I mean, he has to, right? He's a very popular character. Exactly, and it would be a shame if they don't use him in some way, shape, or form. Right? Clearly, they've like called back to Ahsoka with the Mandalorian and giving her her own show, so it makes sense
0: we could go through the entire plot but
1: we will episode by episode as we do it
0: you know your it's your turn to give the summary right
1: (laughs) oh uh, yes it is okay um (laughs) i am definitely prepared for this everybody (laughs) as i always am uh should we get into it do you have any more general impressions you'd like to talk about before we get into each episode
0: people if you if, if for some reason you have listened to us and you haven't watched clone wars just watch it
1: really it's so good i mean a what are you doing but yeah, yeah. listening. <laughs> yeah but b like you just have to watch this show i'm so sorry like <laughs> it's amazing and it's it's definitely worth it yeah it is if you are interested in our watch list it's just another shout out to our website you can always go check it out at uh serialhook.com slash clone watch list so all right let's get into it so season nine sorry gotta keep doing that (laughs) season seven episode nine old friends not forgotten begins on a bridge sequence as obi-wan is trying to attack a battalion of droids anakin shows up having finished his own battle and attempts to uh, help obi-wan and lo and behold they are victorious thanks to anakin's heroics Um, then they get a message using anakin's subspace frequency called fulcrum and They are confused as to who it is. When they do get get to the holo message, lo and behold, it is Ahsoka. Next to her is Bo-Katan, and they have a message that they have found Maul, and they need the Republic's help to capture him. When they meet up in person, they continue with their potential plan, and Obi-Wan shows some hesitancy, wanting to defer to the wishes of the, the... jedi council and some friction ensues subsequently anakin reunited with ahsoka walks her to the 501st which have donned helmets painted in the style of ahsoka's um, visage and gives her a box of new jedi or new lightsabers for her to use new and upgraded according to anakin and as we see as she opens them, they are now this blue color that we've seen her for the first time dawning now. Due to uh, Grievous invading the uh, invading the Galactic Capital Coruscant at the same moment, Anakin and Obi-Wan are rushed off to protect the Chancellor while, Anakin, while Ahsoka is given a battalion of the 501st under newly promoted commander Rex. They go to Mandalore and invade with bo by their side. And in a as you mentioned, Chris, on the rewatch, in a World War II-like scene, uh, invade from the air and drop down with Ahsoka next to them. They quickly overrun the city, but Gar, Saxon, and the Death Watch go into the sub-city and hide in the tunnels, and Ahsoka in her pursuit of them gets surrounded by the death watch while darth maul shows up at the very end asking her a question why are you here
0: the fact that ahsoka and anakin briefly reunite is obviously just really tragic just elevates the tragedy of the whole situation but it's great and the lightsabers as a gift the um The clones having her visage on their helmets was a nice touch in a way, but it was also like a little bit much. And we see it throughout this arc and it's supposed to be this tragic thing, like a a visual reminder of what was, but it didn't work for me. (gasps) You are a
1: spoil sport. Party pooper. Why not? It's so touching. (laughs) I love it.
0: Yeah, sorry, but it just it just didn't really.
1: Ah, uh, it worked for me so well because like the five hundred first was also heartbroken when Ahsoka decided to leave. It wasn't just yeah. Anakin; they she developed a relationship with all the clones, not just him. No, and... I mean,
0: I mean, in the, in that moment when when she meets them, that was nice. Just afterwards, when after Order sixty six, basically, it's like it's... yeah, but
1: like they wouldn't have just all disappeared. No, of course not. Right? Of course so... not like so, they had to keep the helmets on so yeah that's the only thing that would make sense yeah of course oh no i i love it i love it so much like because it all goes back to the very end scene where you yeah. have vader walking away with ahsoka's visage and it's just so good it yeah ugh. that that's when it worked
0: again for me but <laughs> like throughout it was like yeah it's kind of you, you're you just reminded of 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 it but
1: well i yeah. don't think they really talk about it much there's no references to it other than the very beginning and then no. the very end they no one ever says anything it's never overt. it's just always there
0: yeah but i think that's what it's what's what is supposed to be more tragic about it
1: yeah that's why i like it
0: yeah 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 yeah, like, I get it. I get it. It just didn't work for me as much. Is what I'm saying.
1: That's okay. I forgive you.
0: <laughs> that's very nice of you.
1: I mean, I want to start on the bridge scene. Too. Can we start at the beginning? Yeah, of course. Of course. So like, uh, Obi Wan's in trouble, and and I love how Anakin walks in and is just kind of patronizing to Obi Wan. Yeah. And it's just like we finished our shit. Now I'm here to help you. So. It's, I like I like that scene, honestly. And it's a, it's a, like a message that um Anakin at this point has outgrown Obi-Wan mm-hmm. and it speaks to how he feels the fact that he's better than Obi-Wan, you know, in as he's whining in the actual movie. Because the movie happens right after as this, right after this episode, essentially. So this is the last time we see Anakin and Obi Wan interact yeah. before episode three. So I think it's a better way of showing how Anakin feels superior to Obi-Wan in so many ways and obviously clearly showing not telling is better and episode 3 does the exact opposite and it's just so good and obviously like you mentioned R2 and Rex's relationship is really cute as well Hmm. the fact that they of course they know each other really well and there is this back and forth between them I wonder like if that'll ever come back you know
0: yeah (laughs) <laughs> who knows yeah the scene on the bridge with anakin hmm. so i liked it but uh, again it was like a little over the top for me when he's like when he's like clearly when the the droids are shooting at everyone and he's just there out in the open like super cocky as he usually is but it was just a little bit too much you know, he's just like right there and may- maybe he had like he had created like a force perimeter around himself or whatever but like one shot and he's dead basically that's like that's like i was throughout that scene i was just thinking okay in the game of thrones version he would be like cocky for a while and then he'd just die um and so it was like a little bit too much for my taste but i loved uh, as well like the relationship with obi-wan the um yeah we could like cower here and go into hiding like you do but you know, i might as well do something about this that Mm -hmm. was pretty fun
1: yeah i like the um confusion by the regular battle droid and then as soon as the tactical droid gets there it's like you "You idiot idiot. (laughs) i mean because it's clearly obviously a trap but they're just so stupid they don't know anything
0: everybody could tell except for the uh, battle droids
1: i love Anakin sorry I'm gonna skip over yeah, I love Anakin's face when he first sees Ahsoka on the hologram yeah. and he asks her how are you where are you are you okay <laughs> just, he's like an excited uh, dog yeah uh, or like an over parent yeah like it's his so eyes cute.
0: just are like <gasps> basically
1: <laughs> and she's calm so calm yeah um, and Obi-Wan is just obviously kind of weak in this moment
0: yeah he's just obi-wan you know in a in a boring sense
1: yeah i love how ahsoka like when they first get and they meet up she's cold to anakin and anakin yeah. is just so emotional and so happy obviously but in the end like he kind of wins her over and like with the gesture of the jet of the lightsabers and the the helmets and it's just like she kind of like gets back into it a little bit at the very end Mm. And you can see the emotion on her face evolve between when he fir- when she first sees him and then at the very end when she tells him good luck,
0: yeah, yeah I like that as well and I find their relationship to be very interesting as well because you mentioned it uh in uh, episode in season five where you know she has eclipsed him in a way, and you can yeah. kind of tell here too and uh, you know, he's really surprised. He's like, what have you been doing? Like, with bo Like, what? Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, she's been doing shit, man.
1: Yeah, it's like, why were you on Obadiah? He's still talking to her like <laughs> she's his Padawan.
0: Exactly. And she's just like, nope. Let, let, she is, like, very subtly doing, like, recalibrating their relationship.
1: That's incredible, really. Yeah. I mean, I have to also, we have to say that she's eclipsed him in terms of her, like, emotional maturity. Maybe not yeah. as a lightsaber wielder yeah
0: yeah not in terms of force powers or anything but just in terms of personal growth
1: yeah yeah i mean ahsoka's like criticism of obi-wan in that argument that they're having the three of them is so good so on point it's like of course you're playing the politics and i wonder if it would have been better if it weren't just obi-wan but like mace there in particular Mm. Um, because this is the first sign of direct discontent between her and obi-wan um because even during the jedi council affair like obi-wan sided with the council against ahsoka um but i don't know it would have been interesting if it were if it were someone else um but it's still like effective because it's obviously obi-wan does what the council wants and that's mm-hmm. about it you know ah <sighs> so boring obi-wan yeah yeah, and I love it when Ahsoka is like, "I'm not trying to be fair." Yeah, and yeah, yeah, in response to his like comments that you know it's not fair, the fact that he is has to play politics or or go, go protect the the galactic capital.
0: She has liberated herself from the constraints of being a Jedi, and he he finds comfort in them. I feel like, or that's exactly. what he thinks he does, because yeah. it's actually constraint like. A huge constraint on him like he could have had a much different life uh you know sateen and all of that
1: of course and i think i think to a certain extent he regrets that decision and you know when yeah. you make a bad decision you just kind of lean into it sometimes you just be like i've already gone this far i have to keep going and i feel like to a certain extent that's the position that obi-wan is in
0: Yeah. Obi-Wan is the perfect example of a sunk cost fallacy. Yes.
1: Yes, exactly. Like and going back to very beginning when we first saw him in Satine and when he told her that he would have left the Jedi Council for her or the Jedi Mm. order for her. And it's it's so true. Like he made this decision to stay stick with the Jedi against his love interest and he just has to keep going. Because anything else would be an admitting that it's a failure. And now that Satine is dead. She can't. Yeah, he, he can never well long go back down. to that. Exactly. Yeah. Such a tragic story when you think about it
0: like that. It is, but I don't know. Definitely, I mean, we've talked about how Obi Wan. There are mu- way more facets about Obi Wan in Clone Wars, but I think he's also more annoying in the rule, rule keeping uh, department.
1: Yeah, fair. But I mean, we don't have to be honest. We don't have that much of Obi Wan
0: no that's true
1: in like the movies because episode two episode one he's a padawan to Qui-Gon episode two he's captured by Dooku so he's off screen for a while episode three, he is just like fighting Anakin (laughs) you know what I mean it's just like not that much and then obviously episode four he dies like you know a third of the way into the movie so it's like oh we don't actually know that much about Obi-Wan as a character (laughs)
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: So we kind of... I guess we put a lot of headcanon onto him to yeah. a certain extent. What do you like? I love the last words between them, Anakin and Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. It's... I love how like... I mean, they're still... F- they're friends, right? And yeah. Anakin's like, that's what friends are for in supporting her and defending her. What's amazing about these episodes in general is that they... The whole thing, you know, something's going to happen. You know that Order sixty six is coming. As, as soon as this episode starts, you know Order sixty six is coming because you know the timeline based on how it co- how the connections to episode mm. three of the movies. So it is like it, it's absolutely incredible because you know all these things. You know this is the last time they're going to be. You know that Order sixty six is about to happen, et cetera, et cetera. Yet it's still so effective. So it's not about the surprise. So even with the build up and expectations, it still delivers. And that's just an incredible feat honestly.
0: I mean, I was the only thing I was wondering about is like how much of order 66 were we going to see, you know, not just you know kind of like in the uh, in the movie where you see just a like a, uh, a collage of all the Jedi being killed, like I could montage better yeah, said. Th- yeah. They could have I almost expected them to do the same here, but I'm so glad they, they didn't.
1: No, it's incredible. Focus in on one Jedi
0: yeah.
1: and track her escape. That's because amazing. you know what's going to happen anyway.
0: Like you already saw it.
1: Yeah, exactly. We don't have to beat the... And I like the vision of it a little bit. She has a sense where just like all the, the voices crying out, yeah. the death scene and obviously she... I actually
0: really of, like that you. they show Maul sensing it too
1: oh for sure because all maul is doing is sitting there meditating when he's in that yeah. little chamber
0: yeah because he knows what's gonna happen and so he j- just has to calmly wait for it
1: yeah i'm just like it's so sad that's the last time anakin and ahsoka see each other before he turns to darth vader and before he's a different person because he's no longer anakin skywalker like the the quote that obi-wan tells luke makes it obi-wan anakin sorry darth vader killed anakin skywalker that's for sure that's it so this is the last time that anakin and ahsoka can ever meet and i've ever met you know so yeah uh, so sad but alas they're on to mandalore and i like the invasion sequence as you said world war ii with jetpacks
0: <laughs> yeah it's it's always fun to see mandalorians fighting mandalorians too yeah. And especially now if you throw the clones into the mix, that's really interesting. And of course you have Maul and Ahsoka on either sides.
1: Yeah, it's so good. Um, and I like I love the the rush, like the not the rush, the race to the ground between Rex and Ahsoka. Yeah. It's so funny. And like you see her you realize you haven't seen her in a while actually use her lightsabers. So she comes in and she's just like not killing anyone obviously just disarming them but just being a fucking badass jumping from spaceship to spaceship so good
0: Yeah, I don't know what to say it's just amazing. All the fight sequences um when when they're in the tunnels to you know, it doesn't reflect that well on the clones that they get lured away so easily. Mm, yeah. And then get just picked off by the Mandalorians. But...
1: To be fair, they are fighting Mandalorians, they're yeah. not just typical soldiers
0: yeah that's true and then we get the epic end of uh of ahsoka being surrounded by mandalorians and there are i think four four tunnels leading to where she is three are occupied by mandalorians pointing their guns at her and then the last one maul appears and that's kind of the cliffhanger
1: i love that sequence like, like even before you see his face, you hear the metal clanking against the floor like, as he's stepping and walking. Uh, oh, it's so good. And then the shot is just of his eyes. And he's like, and he's just, like, why are you here? Boom. And that's end of episode.
0: Oh, so good. Yeah. I kind of like the, um, I mean, we're going to talk about it, so I can just shut up now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anything else on this episode before we kind of move on to the next one?
0: No, it's kind of, it's a good vehicle to get us where we need to be, um, whilst also being amazing on all accounts.
1: Yeah. Ahsoka and Anakin have their one last moment together.
0: One last time. (laughs) Yes. That was a Hamilton (laughs) reference.
1: Um, Cue to our weekly hook episode on Hamilton. So cross promotion. Damn straight um so yeah so Anakin and Ahsoka have their one last moment Ahsoka has her last spat with Obi-Wan and the Jedi Council in that way um Ahsoka not the last one not the oh true not the last one sorry
0: there is another one before Mace finally gets what he fucking deserves asshole
1: oh uh, yeah as a citizen oh, fuck. <sighs> God, <never mind. laughs> I mean they I guess they set up some more conflict between her and the uh Jedi Council they kind of put her on Mandalore with Bo-Katan and they just kind of put, literally, as you said, putting all the pieces into place, ready to go for the next three episodes. And, and
0: all of that to be achieved in one episode. It's exactly, pretty, uh, pretty stunning.
1: Yeah. So good. Um, so now we move on to episode ten, Phantom Apprentice. Just an amazing title. Like, I mm-hmm. love it. The call to the Phantom Menace. Yeah, uh, it's a really nice illusion and then obviously like as i questioned you earlier i was like as i posed to you the question of who is the phantom apprentice is it no. maul is it ahsoka they've both been is it anakin like all these people are apprentices and have like moved on and have gone in different ways and yeah no. it's just so good um so it really all these episodes pick up where the last one left off. So Maul is questioning Ahsoka in the underground, questioning why she is there. He mentions the name Sidious to her, and eventually runs away to then try and find out more information as to why Ahsoka Tano particularly is there. Um, we learn that according to the timeline of Episode Three of the movie, that Gre- ah, so Obi Wan has engaged with grievous on udapau it's just so good (laughs) like and then maul captures jesse and begins to torture him or torture information out of him about ahsoka tano we get information on an information dump by almec who explains how maul had a vision about what was what was to come but he is shot dead by gar saxon as fighting ensues maul informs the syndicate, the crime lords, to go into hiding and he realizes that the time has come. I love how patronizing Maul is in this sequence and he then reaches an arm out to Ahsoka and tries to recruit her to his side to team up against Sidious and she reluctantly does agree, but at the moment of truth, turns against Maul because of his desire to kill anakin and they have an amazing fight sequence between the two of them as the battle between the mandalorians and the clones rages outside in the city and at the very end of the episode ahsoka manages to capture darth maul i mean
0: it's incredible that again all of this happens in one episode
1: it's absolutely incredible the and then the Gar Saxon is captured, and the Mandalorians ali- allied to Maul are betrayed. And victory is brought to Bo Katan and her cohort of the Mandalorians.
0: If you had if you had asked me after the episode whether that was 25 minutes or 45, I would have said 45. At least. Not because it dragged, but it's just so much happens.
1: Yeah, I love the voice actor for Maul in this episode. Yeah, It's absolutely incredible i love the mutual friends line at the very beginning
0: yeah that was really nice uh, i kind of hated all here because he just he is just giving away a lot of information for no good reason
1: well i think it makes sense for all in particular because he's not really loyal to maul he's not really loyal mm. to anyone he's just like he's a kind of a wink weak wimp W- wimpy person essentially
0: but it is kind of surprising that i mean he is an opportunist but it's kind of surprising that he has survived for as long as he has
1: well i mean i guess i mean there rationale made sense why maul put him in power so. yeah sure and once maul put him in power no one's gonna yeah. take him out
0: yeah one of the uh, through lines in these in this arc that i love is just maul knowing what's going on and just yes. being in awe and afraid and yeah it's like it's just like he knows what's coming and he can see all the puzzle pieces fitting together
1: and he's learning about it though as well so he knows that something is coming yeah and like the grand design of it he doesn't know exactly so it's an amazing way to like highlight the ominous future through maul but he doesn't necessarily know everything and it's just a perfect balance between the you know there's always characters who just are omnipotent and characters who are in in the dark and it's a perfect balance between the two yeah exactly. especially with the fear he has when he even utters Darth Sidious's name
0: Mm -hmm. yeah I think his uh, his offer to Ahsoka is really interesting it kind of plays into the whole Sith thing of like the apprentice is trying to get an ally to topple the master um but it it's also very reminiscent of um the scene in episode 8 the last jedi when um kylo ren makes an offer to ray to join him and you know they rule together and all of that and it's a really interesting thing that happens and i love that in that moment i didn't know where it was going to go because i could see both options playing out there were good reasons for both and I, lo- I love that the tiebreaker is that, you know, Maul tries uh, knows that Anakin is the the crucial point in all of this. And he wants to kill him so that he can't be- become the new apprentice to Sidious. And as soon as Ahsoka hears that, she's like, no, he will, you don't know Anakin like I do. He will never turn and I will kill you now and it's because we know what's happening it's obviously heartbreaking because we know that she's wrong that anakin does turn but uh, again it just shows her character and her like bond with anakin too
1: yeah and it's like it goes to show that when obi-wan tells her that he anakin is supposed to spy on the chancellor ahsoka's immediately like the fuck you idiot (laughs) yeah he's the worst person for that exactly ah and she knows it to be true and she's just as you said so smart smarter than the entire jedi council
0: yeah exactly yeah i I love that (laughs) when maul is is escaping from the fight with ahsoka he does this really cartoonish thing of like he jumps through a window and like his his like outline is clearly seen through the uh uh, maybe not so much on the window but his like double-bladed lightsaber leaves marks in the wall and i thought that that was hilarious yeah
1: it's so funny <laughs> so well done too
0: yeah and i love the fight they have like on the construction thing i don't know it it and it's not a construction thing but it it like with the beams but it really did remind me of construction a uh, construction side and in the end you know Somehow, ah- ahsoka gains the upper hand and s- uh, saves Maul, who is falling to his death, and sh- and he just tells her to let him die, which is really interesting because he he kind of knows that he's not going to survive anyway after Sidious is in power.
1: Yeah, it's so well done. The ferocity or the sca- like, how scared he is when he screams. Yeah. Oh, we're all going to die. It's, yeah, you don't you know don't what's what going to what happen. Yeah, That's incredible. It's so good. I mean, Maul, his range of emotions from confident and kind of composed to scared little dog and to like vicious and betrayal, like when he tells Gar Saxon to die well. Oh, so good.
0: It is also amazing. Like the fight is amazing. It's very different from our usual scenes, probably because the animation has increased so much.
1: Yeah, and it's like, it's the perfect lightsaber battle yeah it's beautiful it starts on a flat ground beautiful background there's a little bit of a chase scene then it goes to a high beam area where it's a little bit risky then ahsoka's you know um disarmed and still manages to win oh it's so good mm-hmm. it's it's everything that you want in it it's beautifully shot it has emotional stakes before during and after it yeah it's so well done <sighs>
0: so good and the shot like also visually it's just so stunning i mean everything in this arc is visually stunning but you kind of you can't like every once in a while you just need to point something else anyway
1: i love like the torture scene as well with jesse it's just like oh, yeah. and then juxtaposed with the very end obviously with jesse's character um and i love how lot like the line that maul says like your mind will tell me or it will break Oh yeah. it's so good. But before that, as Maul is kind of like dumping the information, you think he's gonna reveal details about Order 66, but he doesn't know what Order 66 is. So all he talks about is the plan, the mm-hmm. only plan that matters. Oh, it's so good. And then he talks about the chaos to come. It's amazing. There's this true line of chaos through these episodes, and it is incredible how Maul seizes that opportunity, wants to seize the opportunity, and then eventually does get the opportunity lo and behold through ahsoka but it's just incredible obviously when he tells um boca's hand to kind of like go fight the the battle on the outside he just says to tell sort of run along in such a patronizing way yeah it's incredible and then obviously like when they are kind of negotiating whether or not to be to like join sides or join together just the fighting in the background and just the explosions juxtaposed against this dark blue haze of the screen. And then when the glass shatters and like goes alongside them and then the wind kind of blowing against them. Oh, it's absolutely amazing. I just like close your eyes and think about it. It's it's an episode to rewatch like ten times. <laughs> this one in particular. Yeah. Seriously. It's, and I love just the, the physical motion of reaching his arm out. Mm-hmm. That like obviously as you said, it reminds you of episode eight. And that's a really good kind of connection there with this like two opposite sides joining. But I would argue here is done much better because <laughs> there's more logic to it than just emotional uh stakes. From music to the choreography to the just the visuals. It's absolutely incredible. And I even love how he gives her one last chance as if he's in control of the situation and then immediately fucks everything up. I wonder who this is a question I have and I don't think they made it clear. Who is the who's the pilot in the plane about to pick him up? Mm. i assume another mandalorian i'm just not sure i I don't know who or what that circumstance was and like where would he be going so yeah that's an interesting question to ask yourself
0: yeah the entire time i was just thinking oh man like her being on like surrounded by clowns this is not gonna end well
1: all right so should we talk about the beginning of order 66 i guess in the next episode
0: absolutely I'm so ready for it.
1: Oh, my God. So uh, next, <laughs> is, <laughs> next is episode 11, Shattered. Just an amazing title from the very beginning. You don't really yeah. know what's going to come. But let me talk about a little, a little bit what happens. So we're um, the first shot is <clears throat> them on Mandalore still. Ahsoka talks to the Jedi Council as we get a glimpse into their actual Jedi Council meeting that happens in episode three. And right after it, which we don't see in episode three, we get this little conversation with Ahsoka as she comes onto the screen and there's a little debate between whether or not she's a citizen or a Jedi and Mace can go fucking die, which she ends up doing. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> She refuses to tell Yoda and the Jedi Council that Anakin was is supposed to be used by Darth Sidious as his new apprentice. Um, and Bo. Uh, greets or says goodbye to Ahsoka as she leaves the planet with Maul in custody and then we find Ahsoka on the ship surrounded by a bunch of clones standing in the cockpit and telling Rex how she he's an amazing soldier and like an amazing friend then Rex goes out to the, I don't know what you call it, the communications room to get Order 66 from there he for one second hesitates and tells Ahsoka to find fives as he then as the implants or control chip takes full control over him and order 66 begins she survives an onslaught of attacks by rex and other clones and then escapes again through the ventilation system <laughs> and she escapes to free mall to create a diversion which he really does so she teams up with a few droids to then Oddly capture Rex and take him to the medical bay to scan for the implant that the the record from Fives' report shows. They eventually discover the implant and is removed by a medical droid as other clone troopers are closing in. In the climactic moment, Rex gets up and shoots the other clone troopers who are trying to kill Ahsoka. And they team up, ready to take on the rest of them oh my god so good (laughs) what
0: an episode yeah first of all fuck mace windu obviously um god
1: God. so bad
0: yeah uh i i i mean obviously it's uh i love the back and forth it's like it makes you dislike him but it's like effective that way um you know the whole with like my duty as a civilian and then in the end like that's classified civilian
1: fucking asshole Yeah, but
0: I think it's great, you know, Ahsoka doesn't tell the Jedi Council about Sidious and the entire plan that she has caught glimpses of just because she doesn't trust them entirely.
1: Yeah, that's why. That's entirely why. They sowed their own, like, defeat.
0: Yeah, they did on so many levels. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure at this point there's little they could have done about it because the plan was just already in motion. Maybe more Jedi would have survived, or maybe maybe they could have even like killed Sidious. Who knows? But I go back and forth about Rex pointing it out afterwards. Um, maybe that was a little bit too explicit for my taste. Is like, he, he, like we all got that she didn't tell them.
1: I like it honestly because it also shows that he knows what's going on.
0: Yeah, that's that's the uh, pro side of the list, basically. Um, yeah, and I love how tragic it is. How you know there is this incoming communication, and Ahsoka tells Rex to you know, yeah, I feel like that's just for you. So, you go go on ahead, and you're like you kind of know that it's Order sixty six, and it's like wow. Yeah. and
1: you have the the visions in the backgrounds of Anakin yes. and killing oh. Mace essentially, and turning they, the dark side. The way
0: they interwove the plot of of Episode three is amazing
1: and like episode 3 is so bad yeah when it's done in this like little con like little pieces it's amazing yeah
0: i i might be wrong but i think they used the original audio
1: yeah they did for that right yeah 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 i think everything that was exactly from episode 3 was using the original audio
0: yeah i mean why wouldn't they
1: yeah and i love like as soon as she has the vision she goes towards rex and she's like i think something's wrong with anakin yeah and as rex turns to her oh my god (laughs) and like as he's saying in that one second he says like find fives his tears in his eyes he has Mm. he's crying as he's trying to resist the control chip but he can only do it for a second but that split second is enough to let Ah ahsoka survive
0: just just their relationship in this arc is so touching i mean later on we get the obviously like the emotional climax of it but even here it's so cool and like she and i think it is it's not just the mutual respect they've they have of, of each other because they've been through thick and thin but it's also their uh shared love of anakin yeah that kind of binds them together and it's just ah, uh, so beautiful i love this show and <laughs> the, <laughs> the droids can we speak about the droids for a minute Yes, because they're again saving the day. They again, they the creative team has done a great job of you know the sound effects, the the little beeps and boops they make is are they are like obviously distinct enough to see that they are different from R two and other ones, but uh, but still they convey so many emotions and it's so great. It's kind of heartbreaking that they uh, or or at least two of them get destroyed. Yeah but without them ahsoka would probably not have made it out of their lives so
1: oh i love those droids they're no. awesome like cheap cheap and gg and r7 like y'all are the best and like it just shows how people always overlook droids and yeah droids are the best and are just the best companions to our best our favorite heroes much more than anyone else Um, I have a little quick note that I just looked up. It's interesting. Is that Anakin's password or whatever for accessing secure files was 8108. Which apparently refers to August 10th, 2008. The um, opening of the Clone Wars movie. Which began this whole thing. And it was the first ever appearance of Ahsoka Tano.
0: That's nice. That's a nice touch.
1: I knew that meant something for sure. Yeah, for sure. They're not just throwing anything out there. Yeah, but it's a nice little nod to the first time we see Ahsoka, yeah. and uh, the Clone Wars movie.
0: Ugh. The best Star Wars character ever created.
1: Yes, by far. <laughs>
0: fuck Darth Vader. Fuck Luke. <laughs> fuck everyone. <laughs> ah, Ahsoka is is where it's at. Where it's at.
1: Yeah. Also, don't forget. Fuck baby Yoda.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and and Yoda, I guess.
1: Yeah. True. 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 Ahsoka is the best. Ah. Oh. <laughs> I love it. And it's amazing how Anakin gave her his password. Like, she knows it. Obviously, she knows it. But it's just, like, it's not obvious. It's just because of their relationship in particular. Yeah.
0: It's kind of like, you gave me your Disney Plus password.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. She, like, she knows his password for stuff. She knows his uh, call sign for the subspace um, information. She just, like, knows everything about him. And this is why this, is whole, this whole arc that's happening in the background that we don't actually see on this screen is so hearts
0: all the emotions
1: yeah and also like when maul is still in prison i think he he just says i think he says brilliant and oh when he's talking to ahsoka and his admiration for sidious's plan yeah is so interesting to me because he is not a part of it he hates sidious but he can't help but admire the evil genius that he is
0: hmm he get whenever he gets new information, new puzzle pieces. He is very quick to just understand how it fits into the bigger plan. Yeah, he's so smart.
1: I love him all. He's such a good villain.
0: It's funny how they just developed him in Clone Wars because in in Episode One he doesn't say a word, Nothing. or like maybe like a sentence or something.
1: I don't think he says anything. In yeah,
0: I think once he says like "Yes, Master" or something when he's talking ah, when he okay. has like a like a call with Sidious, once. But that's that's about it. And just the power of his voice in this one is you know it's such a stark contrast, and I love it.
1: I mean, he's absolutely amazing, and you could see why I thought to myself, "Maul over Gideon."
0: Yeah, I right? definitely understand. I mean, but Gideon's backstory would also be really interesting.
1: I can't wait. I'm sure we'll get something, right?
0: Yeah, at some point for sure. All
1: the content.
0: Yeah. All the shows, man. All the shows.
1: Because correct me if I'm wrong. From The Mandalorian, we know that he is XISB. Yeah. So we need to have something in the set during the Imperial era. So maybe Bad Batch. I don't know.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah, that that might be interesting
1: i wonder what you think about this this is the first time outside of rebels that we've seen the phrase i am one with the force and the force is one with me all right
0: uh outside of i've only seen it in rogue one i have not I seen. Meant, i
1: meant rogue one not rebels sorry i meant rogue one okay. with the monk space monk man yeah so, yeah so that's the only sorry i used the wrong word um yeah it's the only reference that i've seen this phrase other than rogue one so am i wrong am i missing something
0: no, and I actually was really surprised that they included it in here. But I think this season has been really good about calling back to the Disney era of Star Wars and like linking it to different things. And yeah. so I thought that that yeah. was a nice touch, touch here.
1: Yeah, it is a nice touch. I like it. I wonder how it works though. Like, how did her using the forest reveal the, the inhibitor chip?
0: maybe it just triggered something i don't know
1: In in rex because it rex is also repeating it with her i guess in unison yeah. it was a yeah. beautiful scene i'm not trying to take anything away from it It was a gorgeous scene i'm just wondering how it worked
0: yeah i i, I was also wrecking my brain about it but i i at some point i was just yeah don't overthink it but just go with it it's fine
1: it's emotionally effective and amazing so yeah it's fine
0: yeah again so beautiful
1: I love like as the end as the episode ends and Rex shoots his comrades the face and the tears in his eyes, mm. uh, it's so good. And he's like, as when he says it that the entire Grand Army has been ordered to kill, and hunt down and kill the Jedi. I mean, we know this, we've seen it, but the way he says it and just the fact that someone is saying it explicitly aloud.
0: Mm
1: it just brings a chill down your spine just to hear the words said in that way.
0: But you can, you can also see it in a face. Like she immediately knows what this means. She was in survival mode already, but now she knows what lies ahead of her. And I feel like all the while she's bracing herself for, for what's to come. The very last episode of clone wars. Let's get into it.
1: Oh my God. Episode 12, victory and death. Ah, <sighs> so we pick up again where we left off ahsoka and rex manage to escape the medical bay and use a series of maneuvers and closing of blast doors to make their way to the control panel in the main hangar maul meanwhile is making his way to the hyperspace sh- hyper space engine room and single-handedly manages to destroy and pull down the entire thing destroying the ship and pulling it out of hyperspace forcefully very funny Oh my god, I didn't meant to do that pun. Uh, great job, Chris. Um, As Rex and Ahsoka try to make their escape via a shuttle, an entire battalion of the 501st is waiting to shoot them down as they struggle about what to do. They come up with a little plan and debate the efficacy or the details of Order 66, but does not convince Jesse, and Jesse calls Rex a traitor and... um sentences him to execution as well meanwhile the droids get rid of half of the battalion and ahsoka and rex fight off the other half as maul sneaks behind the entire action and steals the ship making his escape and stranding ahsoka and rex in the hangar they eventually make their way through the rest of the uh, the rest of the clones and escape on one last Y-wing shuttle that Rex commandeers and Ahsoka jumps out of the plane or out of the, in the Star Destroyer to catch a seat on the shuttle midair. They make their way down and we see a sequence of Ahsoka and Rex rummaging through the garbage or the remains of the ship and we see a graveyard of the fallen 501st members with each of their helmets above a grave. And the, the the camera pans to Jesse's helmet as we realize that the entire 501st has been killed. The sequence then foreshadows or forwards to Darth Vader upon the moon covered in snow as he explodes. As he investigates the remains and finds Ahsoka's lightsaber buried in the snow, he he looks up longingly wondering where his former Padawan has gone as we see him walk away with a final shot of a cracked clone trooper helmet painted with Ahsoka's face as we see Darth Vader walking away in the distance through the mirror of his helmet. An absolutely amazing ending too. Great show. Wow. So good, I can confirm that that moon is not Hoth. It has okay. the name of the moon has not been released by Disney. Okay,
0: so we can't say we can't say for sure that it isn't Hoth. Exactly. But I guess Hoth isn't a moon, is it? We don't know.
1: I think it's an ice planet, as far as I know. Okay. So. Cool. The opening shot to this episode. Yeah. Holy, Holy shit. shit.
0: Ah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> i don't it's just this is just gorgeous what else is there to say it's so good i love that you know ahsoka tries her best to not kill any of the clones and oh
1: my god it's so cute
0: yeah it's so it's so nice and you know set your gun to stun and all of that and eventually i love the moment when when rex is like i don't care like they all want to kill us And just, I mean, the music was there like underpinning it, but it's just like, you can see that that, like, this is something, this is like a crucial moment. I feel like where Ahsoka decides what kind of person she wants to be. And she's still like, yeah, I don't care. I'm not going to kill, I'm still not going to kill them.
1: And I am not going to be the one to kill them.
0: Yeah, exactly. They might die, but I am not going to kill them.
1: Another thing, it's like incredible how Ahsoka has been primed for this, right? She's had the Brain Invaders episode in the past where she was on, trapped on a trip, trapped on a ship with a bunch of clone troopers trying to kill her and she Mm. saved them all instead of killing any of them. She was in custody by a bunch of clones and had to run an escape for her life and she was framed for killing clones, but she refused to ever do that. It is just like an amazing way that show she has been primed to not only be able to escape a bunch of clones but mm. also like she knows that she cannot and will not harm any of these clones and she knows how to do it it's absolutely incredible
0: yeah and i think that goes back to something that you asked me in the beginning is like could someone just watch those four episodes and it's yeah they could but they're missing a lot and it is exactly, like, that's a perfect example of, you know, the build-up over seven seasons. In the, in this scene, you know, Rex is kind of, like, doing, like, yeah, wake up sort of thing. And uh, the way Ahsoka responds is just so touching as well. The lo- Almost the logical conclusion, if they weren't, like, in imminent danger, is, like, they hug each other or whatever. Because it's just, like, such an emotionally charged moment. And it's beautiful yeah so we get a lot of tricks with uh, droids droid shenanigans you know all the the raising and lowering the platforms is like a neat trick maul obviously being a dick (laughs) and just i mean he's a badass obviously like with uh like the way he makes his way out of there without having a lightsaber and he's just he's taking the only shuttle uh out of there
1: I mean, and he as he's walking away, he's like, you know, pointlessly says to Ahsoka, you wanted this chaos, so enjoy it.
0: Exactly. It's like you were he was the perfect aversion until he seemingly stole the only way out of there.
1: So I love it when Maul's making his way through the the hallways. Like he's so ferocious when he wants to kill. Like he's not armed, obviously, but he's just like beheading people, he just murdering everybody, ripping arms off. Absolutely insane. And like, I would be fucking so scared to touch with Maul. Like, yeah, I mean, Ahsoka's one thing. She's awesome and badass. But, you know, there's a ferocity with which the Sith fight. And you can see them juxtaposed with one another as they're fighting. As Ahsoka's fighting. And, and Anakin's, uh, not Anakin. Wow. Maul is fighting on the other side. And then, obviously, at the end, Jesse, it's so sad to see. Especially Jesse, because we had just seen a scene with her. With him, sorry. As Ahsoka rescues him, sort of. And uh, it's such a sad 180 that it's only Rex. She's she's only able to save Rex. Um, uh, And I love, you know, as they're like escaping and they like, so Maul escapes out with the shuttle, right? And Hmm. they're stuck on the main platform with people shooting them. And then Ahsoka, the way she cuts the circle around them by throwing both... uh, Lightsabers and making a circle and then calling them back to her with the force. It's so cool. Like a little like sub thing. It's amazing. Oh, absolutely. It's like so creative that she, yeah. the way she uses the force and the blades. Another interesting note in the fight with Maul, she calls back the blade with her but activates it halfway through and Maul has to jump around it to dodge it. Mm-hmm. So smart. So, 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 so smart. The shot of the ship, as you mentioned going down through the clouds like this outwards wide angle panoramic shot oh so beautiful the gray brown wreckage through the pure white clouds amazing and obviously the music is so So awesome
0: they they definitely stepped up
1: yeah So at the very end, we we kind of fast forward and we see an immediate change of the sequence where we have stormtroopers now. We no longer have clones. They're in a completely different outfits. Uh, They're familiar to us from the original trilogy. You see Imperial probe droids in the background. Obviously, you see... Sorry, sorry,
0: sorry. Before that, before that.
1: Oh, sorry. Um, Oh my God. I'm so sorry. I I skipped. (gasps) Oh my God. (laughs) I got excited. Okay.
0: Yeah. There is a bunch of trouble with like uh, Rex and Ahsoka making it out of the crashing ship a lot, like alive but they manage it and it's great but just afterwards we see the burial site of the 501st with their helmets and Ahsoka in the basically in the outfit that we that we next meet her in the Mandalorian
1: Essentially, yeah,
0: the same. It that shot of the um of the helmets was a gr- I, I forget in which Star Wars movie it was, but it, there was a um. Maybe it was Rogue One or something. I'm not quite sure, but there is one where, but it's an entirely different tone because it is basically it's like. The uh the helmets are like spiked through. They're like pierced through with spikes.
1: Oh, interesting!
0: And here it is obviously very different, and I just like that touch too. Again, probably a callback of some sort, but it could just be like a burial thing too. And I found that really touching. I don't really understand why Ahsoka leaves behind her lightsaber. I mean, it makes sense if for for the show in the in the because you know she leaves it behind and Vader finds it that's that's great, but like why would you throw away one of your two weapons?
1: Yeah, I think it's a symbolic move because you know, Anakin is the one who taught her, like especially at the very at the beginning of the show, we see that Anakin teaches her that this the lightsaber is your life essentially, and her leaving it behind is an active moment of like she's like leaving that part of her life or that life behind. I yeah. mean she left it obviously at the end of episode five but she was called back to that world still Mm. and at this moment it's she is creating something new for herself entirely of her own accord with no other system or structure to go back to and i don't know i think it's the journey of this season ahsoka's arc is her finding her new life within her decision to leave the jedi council and she leaves And initially you still see her struggle with, you know, what does it mean to be a Jedi? And she still has respect for the Jedi as an institution. And then she kind of has that notion breaking down, broken down for her. And then she kind of goes through this entire journey of her realizing that the Jedi are all gone and dead. And I don't know if she's just literally just leaving it behind. And I like that. I wonder, I think it should have been both lightsabers is Mm -hmm. honestly my opinion. Um, and I wonder why she only dropped one, but it's a good, it's a fair point um, as to it's a little bit ambiguous, and I like the ambiguity. It's a nice little touch.
0: I th- I think the um the arc earlier this season was kind of Ahsoka trying to leave the the life she had uh, previously behind her, and this arc is very definitely her deciding to go back and be involved. And that's like a direct through line to what we see in the Mandalorian. That's probably what we're going to see in the Ahsoka series. Um mm, good point. And it's like a really interesting character development. Like she's tried to leave it behind, but she can't bring herself because she is a good person and she wants the like the good side to win, so she can't she can't help herself but help the oppressed.
1: And she has the power to do something about it. Exactly. So it is the, power the Spider-Man thing,
0: you know? It's like yeah. with great powers comes great responsibility. Exactly. And then we come to the last sequence.
1: Wow. Uh, and we do fast forward to, we don't know how long, but it's obviously been a long time just because of the pile up of snow. Um, you see now for the first time stormtroopers, not clone troopers. We see Imperial probe droids. We see this clearly is in the midst of the Empire. And lo and behold, we see Darth Vader walking through the snow. And there's this one shot where it pans out, and you see this beautiful white scenery with the black Darth Vader walking through. So gorgeous. It kind of reminds me of the very first scene we see Darth Vader. Mm. I mean, obviously, that's like confined space, but it's also the white surrounded by just one black figure in this way. It's so gorgeous. And he goes to lean down and finds the blade that he and he gave her, right? Yeah. And he obviously knows all this, but
0: she can't help himself but ignite it, and it's yeah. That's kind of if he had not done that, he w- I would have thought like okay, he sees it, he probably recognizes it, but he is trying to leave it behind. Yeah. Uh but because he ignites it or like turns it on or whatever it's like no there's still a part of him in that I think it's one of these things where he does it without thinking about it. Yeah. And it's just there's still a bond there.
1: And yeah, cuz you can't just, get rid of it. That bond is still no. there. Like now that Padme's dead, she's the person he cares about the most in the world.
0: Yeah. And I and Obi-Wan is probably dead at that point too.
1: Oh, I don't know where it is in the timeline of stuff. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe. Maybe he hasn't killed Obi Wan yet. Maybe he no. has. Um, but either way, it's he he believes Obi Wan is dead. Or yeah. maybe not dead, but he like he's not in his life, right? Yeah. I'm surprised there was no scream when he looked up saying no. That would have been so funny. Just screaming, No. <laughs> just
0: <laughs> no, no, because because you know why? Because Clone Wars is better than the prequels. Yes, that's you're right.
1: Why. That's why. Ah, so good. So fucking good. What a
0: worthy end to this amazing show. And it's been a journey. And I'm so glad I got to be on it with you. But it's not over yet. We're going to have another episode, a wrap-up episode of uh, Clone Wars next week, uh, where we talk about all sorts of things, about our experience. And um, yeah. Thank you, Rashad, for... You know going this with me together, and thank you, our dear dear listeners for being right beside there and with us i, I have obvi- I have obviously uh, this is the first time I have seen it, and uh, I'm so glad that I did.
1: I'm so glad that like we have gone through this journey like uh, it's it makes it so much more worthwhile, even though this isn't the first time I've seen this show or not even the third time I've seen these episodes but <laughs> It, it just means so much more when you're going with it through it with somebody so to be able to speak about such great stuff that has so much meaning to you with other people. If you
0: like what you heard, leave us a review on Apple Podcast.
1: Five stars.
0: If you didn't like the show, why are you still listening?
1: Five stars.
0: If you want to get in touch, there are a few ways you can do that. Email? <laughs> write us an email to hello at serially hooked.com. website you can check out our website and suggest future topics at serially hooked.com. twitter you can find us on twitter at serially hooked. if you like the show tell a friend or 10 and write us an apple podcast it really makes a difference and helps people discover the show
1: <sighs> i just i'm speechless